0: Hi, I'm Megan and I'm Jacqueline. And on this episode of Like This Pod Book Club, we think you're going to like The Bright and the Pale with special guest author Jessica Rubinkowski.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We're so excited to have you. So, So, oh, go ahead. (laughs) We do this every
2: time. We also do this. We talk (laughs) over each other constantly. Go ahead, Uh,
0: Jacqueline. So I haven't read the second book yet. Me either. The first one, and I love it. Oh well, thank you. I love it. (laughs) I was listening to it at work, and people kept trying to talk to me, and I was like, "Guys, stop!" Very (laughs) busy right now. This book is important.
2: (laughs) I listened to it in a day. I think Jacqueline did too. Just like straight through. very excited that i could find the audiobook but i also have the books and i'm gonna be a dork and i'm gonna have you sign them because i oh, want yeah, to have them signed yeah.
1: every time i sign it, i'm like oh i'm so fancy <laughs> you are so fancy yeah.
2: so fun fact to all of our friends out there in podcast land we met jessica because she is friends with our frenemy of the pod philip <laughs> but also i walked with her husband in philip and katie's wedding yeah yes. well, that's kind of a fun connection <laughs> so, do you want to give us like a short synopsis, Jacqueline?
0: Oh man, how about Jessica gives <laughs> us a synopsis? Yeah, I was like, oh, yes. yeah, I can do it. I she wrote it. Did. She did. Write it.
1: So, essentially, uh, The Bright and the Pale is a story about a girl named Valeria who comes from a town lost completely to ice that has been frozen in time, and she has is tasked with returning to. That place, in order to save her best friend's life, but beneath this village, something sinister slumbers. (laughs) (laughs) I like it.
2: So it reminded me a lot of Shadow and Bone. I got very much like the same like feel of the like world building stuff. Instead of being like, in my brain, like Shadow and Bones, like smoky and foggy. And the environment in Bright and Pale was obviously like cold and icy, which I love. Yeah, so it, it was very
1: it, frozen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Russian-inspired fantasy, which is why it feels similar to Shadow and Bone. And mm-hmm. I actually made that decision because I kind of got the spark of the idea for this story from the Diatlov Pass incident, which is essentially these nine hikers went up um, very skilled hikers were known t- to be good at this, um, but didn't return, and they found all of them dead in various states of undress. But their tents had been ripped open from the inside, and uh, it was just all very mysterious. And yeah. they weren't really sure what happened or anything. So I was like, "Oh man, you know what could like do that to a person to make them, you know, leave their- the shelter of this tent because there was supposed Mm -hmm. supposedly a a, a snowstorm during this time and, Mm -hmm. and go out into the blizzard. And a lot of people have said it's like a form of hypothermia and everything, but the injuries are more suspect than hypothermia would have you believe. So I don't know. I just, that's kind of where I got the spark of the idea. And since my husband is from, you know, he, his family's from Poland. So I kind of dug into that, uh, mythological stuff uh, in my adventure to try and like flesh out that idea inside my head Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how it all gets that vibe yeah
2: gotcha it is very atmospheric first of all I am a very picky reader like I Jacqueline will tell you like I will like if If I cannot stand the writing, I will I will quit a book. Like I know everybody loves Jasmine Guillory, but I just can't with her writing. Like I've tried like three of her books. I got like two chapters in this book, and I'm like chat. I'm texting Jacqueline. I'm like I am so impressed. She's so good. Like she is her. She is so descriptive. Like I, I just think the writing is really, really beautiful. Like really, really beautiful. I was so impressed. Way more descriptive and imaginative than your typical like YA fantasy I felt like like is very high level so well
1: thank I, you very much I appreciate that I really loved it
0: yeah I I have a thing where if it's too descriptive I'm like skipping I'm <laughs> yeah like, oh, I'm not a... gonna lie
1: I do that too
0: <laughs> yeah I'm like like we talked about it when we talked about the Acatar books and I think we had talked about it and it's yeah. like I don't care what the leaf looks like <laughs>
1: no <laughs> And actually, so when I set out to write this book, uh, my whole thing is I wanted it to be accessible to people who don't typically read fantasy. Because mm-hmm. it's such a genre people won't get into because their books are thick and there's a lot of description. So when I went into write The Bright mm-hmm. and the Pale, I very specifically was like, as quick as I can make these descriptions, that's how it's happening and we're moving on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like I tried to put as much description into like the sentence as I could, but I yeah. wasn't going to waste like a paragraph. <laughs>
0: No, and I love that. But like Megan said, like, I could see it in my head. Like, it was good descriptions without going into, you know, everything else. And I just like, just reading it or listening to it, I guess I could like, I could see everything that was happening. And I could see, like, see the mountains and the village and like, Mm -hmm. and every time they stopped and just everything. I was like, I can actually see this in my brain. And it was, (laughs) it was nice without Going to the extreme,
2: the whole like maze thing in the mountain tunnel area was awesome, and also Mm -hmm. we're probably not going to spoil. So the thing in the middle, (laughs) the like the big inciting, yes, and the the the, 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 with the necklace. That's all I'm going to say because I'm trying not to thing with the necklace. (laughs) The thing (laughs) with the necklace. Um, like I immediately knew exactly what you were talking about. Like. Mm -hmm. We're just gonna say the person, the person was like yes. I could see it perfectly, and I think even if you and I talked about it, we would we would have seen exactly the same thing. Like yeah. the description of it was just like very very perfect, and I'm also very intrigued to see what's gonna happen in the next book.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I, told, I texted Megan as soon as I finished it. I was like, I need to read the second one. I need yeah. to. It's very important. Yeah. It's like, on what happens too? next
2: so. yeah. yeah
0: i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna get it and then i'm gonna listen to it at work and then i'm gonna be <laughs> done gonna... but i have to find it so <laughs> the first one i have
2: a brooklyn library card i pay 50 50 bucks a year because the springfield library is fine but does not have near the capacity that the brooklyn yeah. library does yeah and then just like the availability of stuff because i can get so many more copies um and so we got your book from the Brooklyn library so we could listen to it. And then I was like, but they don't have the second one. And I need the second one right <laughs> now. And I listen much faster than I can read. So I need to listen to it so I can know immediately.
0: Like yeah. There are so important. many things that were just like left, which obviously, you know, because you wrote it, but yeah. I was like right. sitting there. I'm like, but what's going to happen here? And how is this? And this person, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, And just the journey we go on with the characters because where we start
2: with the... I'm going to call her the caregiver. Yes. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was totally with with Val and, you know, her relationship with, with her. And then Alec comes in and he's like, nope. And then I was like, okay, but I don't trust Alec. So I don't know where, you know, where he's coming from. <laughs> and then things just started getting really crazy in the middle. And I was like, no, I don't know who to believe. See? No, I don't know who to trust.
0: I did not think that at all. I, like... When we first, like, meet the that person and mm-hmm. they're, like, dyeing her hair and everything, I'm like, okay, like, this is, I don't know. But I didn't immediately trust her. I was like, I don't know. And then Alex said the things. I was like, okay, I was right <laughs> not to trust <laughs> this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I immediately trusted Alec because...
2: And yeah, but I man, mean was- alec
0: was lying so i was like alec is a liar and we don't <laughs> test him yeah <laughs> also i was really mad at valeria i want you to know because she forgave him like that like oh immediately. my gosh. i'm like
1: girlfriend so, originally she did not my editor yeah. change that. like yeah? she like yeah they were like like she was pretty bit uh mean about it i'm gonna say you can <laughs> you, you can, can say it yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So she was pretty bitchy about it. And my editor's like, no, this makes her too unlikable. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like my feelings would be hurt a lot if yeah. this situation was me. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like she's yeah, incredibly
2: likable. Especially yeah. for a YA fantasy heroine who I never like. Yeah. <laughs> like ever. Well, I I, oh, I... <laughs> but I liked her. I thought yeah. she was I, I thought she was very smart. She
1: very was a fun low-head. person. Not a- to write and like her her character in the sequel is just so was so satisfying to me to write so Good. I hope you guys enjoy it too I can't wait, oh, to, we will. can't wait to read
0: it yeah so friends just so you know I want to spoil this book so bad because I have so many things that I want to talk about but we're not well, going. well let's let's so, say
2: spoiler here like we'll we'll do a double yeah. clap <laughs> And then when you hear the <laughs> double clap again, you'll know it's
0: fine <laughs> gonna- to come back into the episode. Yeah. So. Okay. So. Did you know, like, from the beginning of writing, like, who was going to die? Like, did you know that you were, like, that I was going to die? Yes. Or did it just, like, happen?
1: No. Actually, that was the starting idea of the whole story was okay. Alec dying and the Because I needed him to die so she would yeah. finally accept Kashi's deal. I'm right. like. When I originally wrote it, but he stayed dead. Like, I did not want him to come back to life at all. I was like, no, he's oh. dead. Like, um, and both my agent and my editor were super set against it. Like, to the point where my editor's boss talked to me about it. And was like, please keep him alive.
0: Oh, <laughs> um, no. So, yeah,
1: I had to, like, come up with a way to keep him alive. Yeah. That wasn't, like, c- completely <clears throat> stupid. and Which was kind of hard. Because I didn't really <laughs> love anything that I came up with. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So from the very beginning, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm going to kill it. Because <laughs> 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 you never see the male love interest die. I can yeah, think of one book yeah. where I've seen it. Cat. Yeah. I just really wanted her to lose every thread that she had to, right. um, to the, like holding her to that world. Because at that mm-hmm. point she'd lost everything. She mm-hmm. really was like, well, what is there to lose? And no. um, yeah, so I definitely did want that. It was very specific. I was like, I was waiting
0: for it. Like I knew it had to happen and I was just waiting for it. He like, When's he going to die? When is he going to die? <laughs> uh,
1: yes. Right at the end. But yeah. Yeah. I like killing off characters. So like there's always like surprising shot deaths in my book. Yeah. You no, know, it's fun.
2: Um, <laughs> That's the best. So I had two big surprises. One, I love that Val is kashi's like re like i had a feeling she was something special like she was obviously something like your protagonist is always especially in a, yeah. in a fantasy she's always been something special but the fact that he was like no 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 no, you're the reason that like i'm doing the things that i'm doing yeah. like all of this happened because of you i was like yeah oh. yeah and also the journey that we go on with i think her name is seraphina yeah the one yep. who who was going to be the courtesan, for lack of a better word, the one that was getting, like, groomed. Oh, Chinois. No. Chinois. Yeah. oh Chinois. yeah. That's it. The names are very difficult for me. <laughs>
1: oh, no, you're fine. I love her.
2: Me too. And I did oh, not good. think I was going to like her, because she's, you know, she's difficult in the beginning. But then she reminds me of more. So you get, like, she reason does. for why she is the way that she is. And then you even have the big reveal that she's like, yeah, no, I actually don't like men at all. And yeah. I was like,
0: yeah and then i wanted to text Jacqueline immediately but she wasn't there yet and i was like <laughs> when nope,
2: she nope. said
0: that i like for i had forgotten that alec had two moms and then he said yeah. it i was like oh my gosh you're right mm-hmm. it made my heart so happy
1: <laughs> So, yeah because i was like i didn't want her to feel alone because obviously yeah. you're gonna feel like a situation and so that is why i gave alec two moms because i was like okay like she doesn't exist in a vacuum Mm-hmm. So, oh, and I thought it would be nice. So good. I'm glad that yeah. you guys liked it because yeah, I actually was setting her up to be the romance in the next, in the sequel Ooh. and yeah, it didn't happen. Obviously. Oh, <laughs>
2: bummer. I love her. I thought <laughs> um, she yeah. had such an interesting character arc and I liked her from the beginning because I thought she was very smart. Um, But yeah, when you find out more and more about her, and then you get the big reveal. I was like, oh, I just don't like it. <laughs> It really worked for me. I was like, oh, okay. I,
1: oh, want, a more, so I want a
2: whole book about her.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I wish. Like, she is a really interesting character to me, like, in my head. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I spend a lot of time with the characters, like, writing down what happened to mm-hmm. them, like, before mm-hmm. the character starts. Because I feel like you kind of need that to make them feel more real. Like, they mm-hmm. need history, basically. And so, like, what I have is just a little paragraph. I'm like, yeah, she's good. She's really interesting. <laughs> she so. is.
2: She had a journey. Mm.
1: So. Sarah Fima, I was actually also going to kill and my agent. Oh, yeah. 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 She I... was way meaner in the original too. Like she was a scumbag, like kind of racist. And yeah. uh they had me cut it because they thought she was too mean and they wanted oh. her to live. So
0: I did not like her. Like I liked the character like I, I liked how you wrote her, but I did not <laughs> like her as the character I was like. <laughs> shut up i was right? so mad at her for like all Agreed. of it like the whole, i'm well, like, like i, I, I don't I, like it
1: my whole point with her character i was like i wanted her to be what everybody else in strana was like so that you got to see yeah. it as an attorney and like yeah my my agent my editor didn't like it so she still kind of sucks but she gets yeah. to live this time. She gets to live this time. And she actually <laughs> yeah. ended up being kind of important in the sequel. So I'm I, I am glad in the end that she <laughs> lived. <laughs> but yeah.
2: <laughs> Isn't it funny how things work out like that? I like as you were writing her originally, you're like, whatever. She's not a throwaway character, but she's like she's not your like important. And then you're like, Yeah, exactly she ends up being like so important
1: to the story you're like oh i guess it's a good thing i didn't get rid of yeah (laughs) i was like oh man i could i almost planned it i could have planned it this way having her be alive like it fits (laughs) so perfectly i like it all right i
0: think that's all of like the spoilery things that i wanted to talk about all
2: right welcome back to the non-spoiler discussion yeah um I think everybody should read the book not Mm -hmm. only just because we know Jessica and we really like her but also because it's amazing and also because she's local to the area and how cool is it to have a freaking Harper teen author live in Springfield Illinois yeah or Springfield Illinois adjacent I'm not sure if she actually lives yeah no I am in
1: Springfield so So. yeah grew up in a very small town but yes (laughs) from this area
0: it's so exciting and it's like, I could probably give this book to my little brother who's 11, and he would one be fine reading it and two understand it and like it, but also, as me who's 27, also the same, you know? So it's I like, was
1: really,
0: yeah, it's a good book for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, and right, it gives yeah, you they- a
2: lot of things to think about. <laughs> yeah, I think the older you get, the more you're going to get the subtext yeah. of it, but the story on it stands on its own, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Now we're going to do a little Q&A with the author. All
1: right. I'm ready. All
2: right. Do you just want to go back and forth, John? Yeah, that works. You can start. Okay. okay. So Jessica, have you always been a writer?
1: Yes, actually. I wrote my very first book, very specifically remember, um, in fourth grade because it oh. was a, a a homework assignment. Like you, everyone had to write like a 10 page book right mm-hmm. or it might not have even been that long mine was definitely 10 pages long <laughs> um and I it was a one of those ones where you get like random words and then you have to make a story around it and mm-hmm. it was about one of the words was a carousel and so I made it about a missing carousel horse but I didn't make my own characters I just used all the characters from Harry Potter I love it <laughs> <And so laughs> it's like basically fan fiction. Um, but you know, I count it as my first book. <laughs> Cause it, it was counts. really long. So <laughs> um and then yeah, I think my mom was interested in writing, which is kind of how I got I started to learn the business. Like because she did query books and stuff like that. Um, but you know, never got any bites. And I always thought my mom was a really good writer. So I couldn't mm-hmm. understand, you know, why why it wasn't happening and so i was like oh i'm gonna do this i'm going to be a writer Mm -hmm. and i finished my first full novel when i was 17 and i tried to query it then um it was really bad (laughs) like (laughs) uh kind of you could tell i was influenced by twilight about like witch dueling witch covens um but out in the north or the gosh on the west coast never been to the west coast I definitely said it there because of twilight but yeah (laughs) um (laughs) so you know and then I've I just kept writing all through college and then into my adult years and I got my first agent when I was like 24 and then I parted ways and then I found my new agent who sold this book so yeah it's been basically what I've done my whole life
2: wow i like it i feel like you need to send me a copy of this dueling witch coven book because yeah. i'm very interested <laughs> i love witches I, first i'm of all.
1: so tempted to go back and reread it because i'm like maybe i can update it
0: <laughs> i think it would go over very well right now i
1: do too witches um, are having a moment yeah yeah they really are they're all, all over tiktok right now Let's go yeah, for it you should
0: so how you kind of described it a little bit but how um did the process like start with getting um, like your agent and stuff? Like how did you get started oh, with that?
1: It's a good question. So basically, basically you have to write and finish your book completely. And then you have to make it as perfect as you can without um like an agent's help. You can get, like I got help from friends and stuff like that who would read it and critique it for me, but you make it as perfect as you can. And then you write something called a query, which is 300 words. Uh, describing your book and yourself, and then you find agents who say they were looking for. I looked for agents who were looking for young adult uh, fantasy novels, and then you send them that query with the first ten pages, and you hope they like it. I wow, mean, like,
2: ten pages!
1: It, yeah, Woof. and most of the time, like agent, of, like a really big industries won't read past the second page if they don't <laughs> like if they can tell that quickly. That's so nice. you got to make it like good, good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, it was a lot of rejection. I think I have like 310 rejections from over this course of all the books I wrote wow. to get published. But yeah, That's once great. I got to the selling it to editors stage, though, I it was not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, getting getting the agent was definitely the most difficult part. It was so hard. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, so we're gonna oh sorry go ahead. sorry I'm just gonna like follow up really quickly to that and this is like relatively personal so if you don't want to answer it that's okay but like how do you deal how did you deal with that rejection like you said you had 310 rejections
1: like how do you just deal with that oh my goodness so I actually think this is really important to talk about so I'm glad you asked it because a lot of writers don't share like this kind of stuff and yeah. it's important for young writers to you know know it's normal and okay so I definitely I think with my first book with my first book I was full of like teenage confidence I was like that's fine I'll write another like that in my <laughs> head I was like okay this wasn't good enough you know um and so then I wrote a new book and I edited it so many freaking times and I went to a writer's conference and pitch that book face-to-face to to an agent which honestly was the scariest thing in my whole life that was horrible (laughs) um but he did end up actually wanting to see it so then that like small little piece of success like Mm -hmm. would keep me going so basically I would get the rejections I would either be like ugh, of course or sometimes it would hit really hard and I'd cry because you know that's it's a lot there's a lot of rejections sometimes you would get like Seven in a day, and they're all just in there, like no, because <laughs> that's all it says is like we're sorry, we're passing at this time on your manuscript, and that's it. You don't ever know oh, yeah. why, or like what what was off about it or anything. So you just kind of, I I cried a lot, <laughs> cried a lot, yeah. But yeah, it was just always those small pieces of like success. Like I, every single time I did it, I got closer and closer and closer until mm-hmm. I finally got an agent, until I finally sold the book. So it was just a matter of tenacity, really. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I threatened to quit writing like six times because I'm very dramatic. <laughs> so. So, <laughs> yeah. so what was
2: the timeline from writing Bright and Pale to getting it published?
1: Oh, okay. So I actually wrote this book... Um, starting in November of 2015. And the reason I know that is because I wrote it during NaNoWriMo, which stands for National Novel novel Writing Month. And so I won it that year. You're supposed to write 50,000 words, which I did. Mm -hmm. And then I needed a break because that was a lot. Mm -hmm. And I finished it up like in two months later, I think. And then edited it and sent it to my first agent. My first agent hated it. Um, did not read past page 10. And uh, that's kind of the reason we ended up splitting. And so after that, I did a lot of obviously editing before I sent it out, out on submission again. And when my new agent found it, uh, I did another round of edits with her. And then we went on submission in I'm sorry, I try to remember it's so long ago. I think it was like October of 2017. And so, yeah, that's about the timeline, I guess. It takes me shorter time to write the book than to edit the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. Like It takes me so much longer to edit them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's fair, though, because you're trying to like reel yourself in, for lack of a better word. It's probably a yeah. lot easier to like spew it all out of your brain and then organize it
1: later. <laughs> oh, 110%. Yeah. I have friends who disagree and love like the... Editing process. I hate the editing process. I'm like, holy God. I wish it would have just come out right the first time. <laughs>
0: so, did you study like English writing that kind of stuff like in school? Did you go? To school I did not.
1: Um, I was pretty confident. Like, I I don't know. I was like keeping it on the back burner just in case, like mm-hmm. it didn't pan out. So, I actually my degree is um in psychology seeing psychology yeah okay which I actually think helps honestly Definitely.
0: I was gonna ask like if that kind of goes a little bit into some stuff and
1: yeah like I think it helps me build characters really well especially yeah. characters with personal motivations because mm-hmm. I know there's been like there's a lot of comment about um characters recently not having like internal motivation and drive and so I feel like that at least is something that it definitely helps me with. Like I'm, I'm glad it, it is what I majored in. So,
2: yeah, definitely. I think that is like surprisingly fitting. Like especially yeah. since you're a YA author, like yeah, in psychology, like that that makes total sense. Like I totally get that. That's perfect. Like it just blows <laughs> my mind a little bit. It just works. Um, Well, yeah, like,
1: the lady, the woman, the author who wrote. Oh, Simon versus the Homo Sapien Agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mm-hmm. was an adolescent psychologist for like, years. Okay. But, yeah. it's. So, I guess there is something to it because there are yeah. a lot of authors who are psychologists.
0: Well, like if you think about it, it's kind of like you have these people that have that, like, that have trauma or that have that stuff and they have to work mm-hmm. through it. And if you know how they need to work through it, then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, and like definitely.
1: common paths of like resisting working through it, too. Yeah. huge yeah. thing
2: well and believability too Mm -hmm. like that that totally makes sense yeah all righty so your book has a lot of Russian mythology in it what Mm -hmm. other than the like incident like what pulled you into that that environment
1: I like definitely so I've always loved the Chronicles of Narnia and like the snow. And I always thought it was like a bummer. It all went away at the end. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, I I do tend to write books like set in winter or autumn. I've noticed this about myself. (laughs) Um, So I just naturally gravitated toward that direction. But then I started doing my research about, um, you know, more into the Russian mythology, more into kind of just the culture as well, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to just mm-hmm. dump her in there and have it seem like she's like an American chick walking her, like it wouldn't have felt sure. right. And I wanted to be true from the area that I was pulling from. So I did a lot of research into that as well. And it all really fed, like helped build out this place and make it feel more real. And when it came to writing the gods, I faced them off the bogs, the gods, Billabog and Chernabog. who are these brothers who basically not a lot is known about them. Not a lot has been written about them, but they were kind of at like odds. And the scene where she's in the chapel and she takes a sip of the cup and they Mm -hmm. either drink it or spit it. They, they did do that with Chernabog and Billobog. So I thought that was like a cool detail to add in there and connect it back to like where I got it from and everything. So, yeah.
0: I
2: like that. Very, very cool. Yeah, and I just, I'm not familiar with Russian mythology at all. So I thought it was so interesting that this was based on that. It made me want to go look and, like, see what else
0: is out there. It's very
1: interesting. interesting.
0: It is. Yeah. Yeah, I like all sorts of mythology, but I haven't dove Mm -hmm. into, like, the Russian mythology and stuff, and now I'm going to. So thanks. (laughs) I hadn't
1: uh, really either, actually, until this book. But then I was consumed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So for, you know, we know this book um, happened, you know, the inspiration is that incident and everything, but like, where else do you get inspiration for, you know, everything else, anything else that you write? Like, where does that come from? Just so.
1: Oh, everyone hates when I answer this way, but uh, I swear that a lot of my ideas come from my dreams. Like, I I love that. Yeah, and like apparently it's kind of a cliché answer, but like it really is true. And I don't know if it's just like my brain's throwing everything like I've mm-hmm. thought or watched and jumbling it together, and it just mm-hmm. works. But yeah, a lot of it comes from from dreams, and if not that, I'll get like a. It's just random sparks of of interest or idea when I'm watching things or reading things that mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'll start thinking, hmm, like. This is really weird. I wonder if this X Y Z happened, and so it's just kind of everywhere. Like even people, if I find interesting people or people with interesting personality quirks, like I'll tuck it away later. I like just it. In case yeah. I need it. <laughs> I love that. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of observation based, I guess, mm-hmm. would be where I get a lot of it, and just kind of smush it all together. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's perfect. So did
2: you always want to be a fantasy writer or was this book a fluke? Do you think you're gonna keep writing fantasy?
1: No, fantasy is my love. It's it's definitely my first love. Um it was like the first genre I really felt like head over heels. I was a voracious reader as a kid, and everything I've read was fantasy. I like I specifically remember it was so obsessive about it that my dad took me into Barnes and Nobles and was like, you have to buy a book that is not fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like it has to be something else. And he was the one who gave me my first fantasy book and read it to me. So, I mean, it's on him. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, but I do dabble in horror writing. Like that's the other thing I, I write. Like a lot of people have told me the cave scene um, where they're being chased is really scary and really claustrophobic and like my agent has been saying you really write like horror well you should write it and so I have written one and we'll see where it goes
2: Ooh, I'm very intrigued I love horror I love scary stuff so I do too I hope that I hope that it goes somewhere but even if it doesn't I hope that you let me
0: read it <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> and then Megan can tell me if I can read it because I don't do scary things yes but under certain circumstances I will experience the scary thing because I like the experience (laughs)
1: yeah I understand that that's how my sisters are
0: (laughs) yeah so the next question is actually a question that um Megan has so I think she needs to ask (laughs) yeah so
2: I love Alec he's he's my newest book boyfriend and I want to know who some of your book boyfriends are
1: oh that's such a good one um, I'll tell you someone who isn't right away. It's Mal from Shadow and Bone. I will punch that kid uh-huh. in the face. Swear to God, like I hate him so much. Yep. Um, But I'm like not super into the Darkling either, so questionable up in there. I would pick him over Mal though. <laughs> uh,
2: There's something <laughs> intriguing about the Darkling.
1: Yeah. Oh, I would actually pick Nikolai. Never mind, he is my book boyfriend from there. That's who <laughs> Perfect. It is. Uh, let's think. Who else? <laughs> Um, my original one was the Trench Charmont from Ella Enchanted. I was head over hills for him. Fabulous I thought, choice. Uh, I thought he was the best. Mm-hmm. And Oh, and then Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Yes. Mm-hmm. These are my childhood ones. I'm trying to think. I, I haven't read a good one recently, I feel. So if you guys have one, let me know.
2: Um, I'm always in love with both Henry and Alex from Red, White, and Royal Blue. <laughs> They
1: my oh, last book boyfriend. I love both of them. I love both book of was... them. That book
0: is I, so good. I'm obsessed with following the movie like cuz they're mm-hmm. on all the TikToks and all the Instagram and everything and they're just mm-hmm. so cute and I'm like they Need? are. Oh, I'm
1: so excited. I really like I didn't I don't usually read romance novels and so many people mm-hmm. talked about it. I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try and I loved it. It was so good. Yeah. So yeah. I, I love
2: good. all 3 of her books. She's mm-hmm. a f- she's a really good writer um i also am um oh my god i forgot his name
0: from Wednesday the shadow here. singer oh Oh,
2: Azriel. i was like his name just <laughs> fell out of my brain that's so all i could think was recent, and i didn't want to pick recent because i want to pick asriel and i was like what is his name <laughs> don't Cassie, worry i read I in recent earlier and...
0: today about it so that's yeah. fine oh
2: so, yes asriel is also also very high on my list. See,
1: I literally had to stop reading those books because I did not want to see who he got mated with because I knew I was yeah. gonna piss him off. Like I had to stop because I was like, I know this is gonna make me mad. All the choices are bad.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not he's not mated yet. So you, yeah. you can catch up. Oh okay,
2: trust me, yeah, I'm like on the <laughs> edge
0: of my seat. He's, yeah, he's not yet. This and okay. w- just so everybody in podcast land knows, we've talked about this like a little bit in depth before with Jessica. <laughs> and you guys have heard our feelings about stuff so this is this is a conversation that will continue to be ongoing <laughs> yes um
1: I mean Cassian's my current book boyfriend so oh see I haven't read haven't read his and Nesta's book yet and I yeah. think I heard it's really good so i so good yeah too.
0: it's my favorite one but there's all the reasons for that as everyone already knows <laughs> <laughs> but book boyfriends are the best boyfriends yes. they are um and except for the fact that they're not real but you know it's okay <laughs>
2: that's what makes them the best <laughs>
1: i got to get see alec actually because and i got into fairy loot, and they did like a thing when they drew him on the back
0: oh that's cool so i like it mm-hmm.
1: so there yeah. you go
0: i love it I love it I love it. <laughs> I like it so who are some of your favorite authors um
1: well so <laughs> this is always really tricky to answer because there's so much drama that goes on in book world so like saying you like a certain author says things about you so what I will say is I enjoy the writings of (laughs) Naomi (laughs) Novik um I do like Sarah J Mass's books like there's they're just there's a readability to them Mm -hmm. that is enviable and I keep Mm -hmm. reading them hoping that I'll figure out what it is but they're yeah like she just has a nice way of telling a story Mm -hmm. um and then I do love Leigh Bardugo I have Mm -hmm. all of her books (laughs) signed (laughs) <laughs> and uh gosh recently i started reading uh, a study in charlotte i think it's by Brittany cavallaro and it's really good the so.
2: the, the sherlock holmes books yeah, yeah. but the, well the the like re, they're like retellings but yeah yeah i really loved i haven't read all of them but i read the first one and i really really enjoyed it
1: yeah, I like it was very shocking cuz again, I'm usually reading fantasy and I was like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. sounds nice." And yeah, I love it. I'm reading mm-hmm. like zooming through it. And I only picked it up cuz her and I did like a a talk together. Okay. Like I had I didn't know who she was. <laughs> I felt like a B. but it was fine.
2: I mean, there's so uh, many authors. There's no way you're going to know all of them. Yeah.
1: No, I was like No. Anyway, it went fine. She didn't know. She might now. But- <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, other than
2: writing, what do you like to do? What are some of your hobbies? Tell us a little bit just about you in general.
1: I love to garden and bake, and I usually try to like coincide those two. So I grow my own herbs and like vegetables oh, and stuff, cool. and use to bake. Um, I'm very dedicated to making like cottage garden in my yard. So I I've been doing it. that. It's definitely a, a hobby. Mine right now. <laughs> um, I'm huge into video games, so they're another source of inspiration for sure. I should have mentioned that earlier. Um, and you know, I have two kids. They keep me busy. All <laughs> really busy. So, yeah. That's mostly my life. Very midwestern.
2: I love it though. <laughs> yeah. Very real. Yeah. yeah very like Just, authors are real people too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just chill most Just of the time. Chill.
0: all right so last official question um Mm -hmm. what's next writing wise like what have you got so
1: i am currently revising a novel that my agent adores um not sold yet but i'm just going to tell you guys about it because i'm super excited (laughs) um so basically uh have you guys seen or read the magician's Mm-hmm. Yes. but I've okay. done both so it's kind of like if Break Bills was in Fillory so like it's okay. a magic university but like in a fantasy realm mm-hmm. and it's about a girl who wants to master all of the different veins of magic in this world but there's of course a rival student threatening mm-hmm. her like top spot and then there starts to be murders on campus Interesting. Ooh. and they have to team up to figure out who's doing it before they die i love so it i can't wait yeah. i'm very excited about it i've spent yeah. a lot of time like world building and uh like the, on the magic system especially mm-hmm. so yeah. it was so happy when my agent loved it and i cannot wait for it to be sold because i'm pretty sure it will i hope good good so, like <laughs> that's it. exciting i like
2: it All
1: right. so that that's will be nice. another fantasy YA she thinks more towards the YA than the new adult section because okay. I'm real bad at writing sex scenes guys I'm just gonna let you know it's hard I'm sure like yeah. I can't really imagine trying hard. to do that it's I you're gets, like, like mom don't read this <laughs> no my mom wrote fantasy novels and she is like all about going to pound town in her books I think that I would have picked it up but I yeah. did it <laughs> well because like because
0: then you're like if i write it and it's like my mom's books it's like i'm writing like my mom's you know oh, that's it's, actually it's true
1: i never even thought about that yeah. oh i'm true. so sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> i love it so
1: much but, and then i am trying to get the horror book going but it will be adult and probably under a pen name, so oh
2: that's fine like just because it's going to be something so different than your fantasy stuff that you just kind of yeah, want like, to yourself?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know if I necessarily want kids who, like, read The Bright and mm-hmm. the Pale being like, oh, she wrote this book? I'll read it. Sure. Uh, sure. like, it's pretty gory. So, yeah. not gory, but definitely creepy. So, well, I, I don't do. know. I wouldn't want my kids to read it.
2: Sure. So, that's, that's why I
1: do it. <laughs> that's fair.
2: Can you tell us what genre of horror it is? Okay.
1: My... I call it historical horror, which okay. my or my agent's like, I don't know if this is a real thing. But basically, it takes place on an Illinois frontier town uh, okay. where an entire town gets sick, like mysteriously ill. They blame yeah. a woman there, calling her a witch.
0: So okay. she runs
1: from the village but and finds refuge in this other place in the middle of the forest. But once you're there, you can't leave.
2: Oh, well, I'm intrigued.
1: So, yes, I really enjoyed writing that. It was a different change of pace and it was so much shorter. Oh my God. Yeah,
2: just probably because it was like stretching completely different muscles. Your brain was like, yes, let's stay in this world a little bit. Yeah, (laughs) what a nice break. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Well, thanks for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. So glad that you came on. And this is the part where we usually transition into our what we read. Oh, all so right. Do you want to do you want to go first or do you want one of us to go first?
1: Um, I am currently reading all our hidden talents, but I cannot remember who it's by, but super cool cover and it's about tarot cards. So if you're into ooh, that, ooh, recommend. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, it's like a it's a YA book, but it's I like it so far. And then I just finished a study in Charlotte and I reread Ella Enchanted. <laughs>
0: I love Ella Enchanted.
1: It's like, it's my favorite book, like, definitely a comfort read. So I I always go back and read it every once in a while. Oh, and I'm reading Harry Potter with my kids. Oh, so what book are you on? We are on the, we just finished the second one. So,
2: oh, so you're getting ready to get into like the good stuff.
1: Yes. Although my youngest is absolutely terrified of werewolves and is 100% certain they're real. Like, no matter how many times I've told him they're not, he swears to God he saw one outside of his window when he was little. And, like, oh. Will, not he he thinks they're real. And, like, at this point, he's so convinced. I'm like, maybe they are. Like, I yeah. cannot just hate him. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh,
0: man. All righty. Jack, you want to go next? Sure. So I would just like everyone to know that I have – met my reading challenge on Goodreads. Did Woo! you? Last Congrats. time I checked you were at 98. Oh yeah. I didn't. There's two books that I read over this weekend that I didn't put in yet. Rude. So I read a hundred <laughs> books so far. <laughs> but I'm gonna up my challenge again because that's what I've been doing all year. Um I forget where it tells me the dates. Megan, you have to tell me again because I'm bad um so if you go into your Challenge, um, it should say at the bottom. No, it's in my red books. That's where it is. Wait, yeah, I was gonna get you a link. Yeah, to there. I got it. Challenge. Gotcha. I got it. So I read "If the Shoe Fits," um, which is a book that Megan got on our library thing. That Mm -hmm. was um, like a Cinderella thing. Mm -hmm. It was cute. It's like Cinderella and the Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that it. it was real cute. Um, I read Lilac, which is a Kindle Unlimited book that I saw on TikTok. So you all know what that <laughs> means. Um, <laughs> I read The Roughest Draft by Emily Wibberly. Um and I and read really and Austin, yeah, sorry. It's Seedman something. Yeah, Sidmund Boca, Boca, something like that. Something like Broca. her husband. Yeah, so it was really good. I liked it a lot. Sometimes I have an issue with like authors writing, you know, there's the two different POVs and like one mm-hmm. author writes this, and but I liked this one a lot. It worked. Um, The Atlas Six. I listened to that one, which is also good. I'm excited to listen to more. Just, two books for Don't Say What? Our series in October. <laughs> we'll go with that one. Yeah. Um, listen to the bright and the pale obviously <laughs> so good and then i just finished um two books in the series called the beaufort poker club um one of them is poker face and the other one is called wild card they're by maggie c gates um and it's just this group of people who um are in i think north Carolina if I'm remembering correctly, and they, it's like, a group of friends, and they're all, like, love stories and stuff, but, like, a lot of, like, poignant things happen in them. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one that I just um, finished, um, this happens in the, like, first chapter of the book, so it's not really a spoiler, but the girl, her fiancé dies in a car accident, like, right away, and she, they just moved to this town, huh. and so her fiancé dies, and then we meet this cop who was in the first book. He's part of the poker club. And in that book, his wife died. So they, you know, meet their struggles. There's all the things and all that. So they're cute, fluffy books, but I like them. So nice. That's what I read. Alrighty, friends. I read
2: squad, which is a graphic novel about a girl who, Moves to a new town and starts hanging out with the pretty and popular girls and finds out that they are werewolves. It was fun. Pretty dark, At but all? fun. Squad.
1: Squad. I thought you said squad. 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 Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: squad. And then I read Down Among the Sticks and Bones, which is the second novella in the Wayward Children series by and McGuire. I read Below Zero by Allie Hazelwood, which is the third in the Steminista novellas i read part of your world by abby jimenez which was really really cute i really really recommend it i read flying solo by linda holmes which i did not like as much as evie drake starts over so highly recommend that one over flying solo did not love it finally I read the seven hu- blah, 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 seven husbands of evelyn hugo it was amazing
1: oh i, I love that it the-
2: yeah totally worth the hype yeah bread beneath the sugar sky which is three in the wayward children series i think yeah it's three um, I read Nora goes off script, which was really cute. I also read If the Shoe Fits. So the If the Shoe Fits, and then there's one by Jasmine Guillory too. I think it's called By the Book. They are the Meant to Be novellas, and they are Disney retellings with plus size main characters. So it's like a, I think it, there's going to be like a whole bunch of romance authors who are going to keep like adding on to it. I think If the Shoe Fits was the second one, and By the Book is the first one, or maybe it's the other way around and by the book is a beauty and the beast retelling
0: if the shoe that's fits in is our library holds
2: one. oh okay i reread daisy jones and the six um by taylor jenkins Reid because i read evelyn hugo and i was like why don't i just reread all the taylor Je- taylor, blah, blah, blah. taylor jenkins reads books but i didn't get very far i read songs of nurse major by emma brody which is kind of in the same vein of daisy jones and the six but it's Like a retelling of the Joni Mitchell and James Taylor love story, but with fictionalized characters. It was really good. I really, really, really liked it. Great, like, matriarchal family that's just killer. I read Finley Donovan, Knocks and Dead, which is the second in the Finley Donovan series. Just as good as the first one. Actually, I think it was better. I think it's better than the first one. Yeah. I read Atlas Six as well, which is also really, really good. Um. The TikTok hype was worth it. I read Long Live the Pumpkin Queen by Shay Earnshaw, which I was very excited to get, which is a it's a Sally Skellington book. And Shay Earnshaw wrote Wicked Deep, which you guys know we read in June. I think so. Yeah. And then she also wrote um, Winterwood, which is a YA book. And then she wrote all the secret. I have it on my bookshelf. "A oh, History of Missing Places, which I haven't read yet. That's her first adult book. And then I read one, two, three, four, five and a half. (laughs) Actually, and three-fourths of the books we're reading for October. I also read The Roughest Draft, and I also read Bright and Pale. Dang, girl. Pretty... Pretty lot of books in the last two months. But that was two, two months worth of books. But. Oh,
0: that's true. I didn't even go into my June books, did I? I only July. did Aug or July. I only did August.
2: I was thinking you didn't because you you didn't mention below zero and you yeah. didn't mention um Nor goes off script.
0: Yeah, I was going through like you were saying, I was like, I didn't say those, but I definitely yeah. read them. It's yeah, that's I what I was thinking July. too. I'll like list mine really quick. I won't say yeah. like everything because oh, it's because of all the Tate James books. <laughs> Oh, because <laughs> she read like 12 of them. That's when she like like really jumped ahead yeah, in that's, our... Yeah. So all of my Tay James books, so the Mannequins K- Madison Kate series and the Hades series, there's like four in each of those. Mm-hmm. Um I read a Cloverly Farms book, a Starlight Cove book, Nor goes off script, and that was it. And the um I must have read Below Zero a while ago, because it's not on mm-hmm. this list. But I did read it. It's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly in July, I just read all of, you know, those books. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she was in it. Just having a moment. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> hey Megan, what do you like this week? This week I like. What do you think i would be prepared.
2: i like i actually i like long live the pumpkin queen it was so cute i listen i own the hardback but i also listen to the audiobook. the narrator does a really really good sally voice and then if you buy the barnes and noble exclusive of the hardback book there is a little recipe booklet in the back of it so cute that's why i like this one hey jessica what do you like this week
1: this week i am liking buzzfeed unsolved mysteries <laughs> Ooh, good and, and uh okay. i started watching the n- newest american horror story season it's called red tide and so Ooh. far i like it we'll see how it goes nice Jacqueline. what did you like this week
0: <laughs> this week i like that we got to hang out megan and i got to hang out with a bunch of our people last night that you all know all of the friends of the podcast um and we went to boy band night in sherman yeah. And it was so much fun. They played magical songs. We danced and sang like crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> I barely had a voice this morning. Um, but it was so much fun and I want to do it again. So. Sounds...
1: You say magical songs? Like
0: Ma- I say magical. That's how I describe everything.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. I was like,
0: like hey, okay. <laughs> She would have liked the Christmas
1: music too. I would have, yeah.
0: <laughs> but oh, they.
1: The time. Yeah,
0: but they sang you know Backstreet Boys and sync Boys to Men, One Direction, Jonas, Jonas Brothers, Brothers, DNC, just Harry Styles by himself. They did some Spice mm-hmm. Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, nice! Just a bunch of wonderful, wonderful songs. Um, it was really fun. Yeah, sounds fun. So that's what we did. And I like yeah. it.
2: <laughs> All righty. Well, if you guys want to keep talking about the bright and the pale, or if you have more questions for Jessica, you, or if you just want to keep hanging out with us, you can find us at like this pod on Instagram, like this underscore pod on Twitter, backslash like this pod on Facebook, like this pod on TikTok, and like this pod.com.
0: You can find me personally at Louder Than Words on Instagram and Twitter,
2: L-O-W-D-E-R.
0: You can find me at princess underscore Jack on Instagram or Jack4104 on Twitter and Jack is J-A-C-Q. Jessica, where can we find you?
1: Um, You can find me at Jess Rubinkowski, which is R-U-B-I-N-K-O-W-S-K-I on Instagram and TikTok. If you
2: want to support the show, there's a link in our show notes to our Patreon page, or you can rate and review us on your podcast care. This helps
0: us out a lot and we really appreciate it. We will see you guys next month when we talk about Blonde by Joyce Carol Oates. Thanks for listening. Bye.